how are we going to get through this? I think we need to give ourselves permission to relax, to rest, to offer ourselves and our our friends, family, colleagues, community members, some grace, some compassion. One of the things to remember in a time like this is that when you go through any kind of change, it's similar to going through the stages of grief. This is Crisis Cast 2020 with me, Toby Goodman, a podcast where I get timely wisdom from experts in life and business. These guests will answer my five questions, sharing wisdom and insights to help you and me get through this global shitstorm. Today on Crisis Cast 2020, coach and strategic thinker Laura Prisk, a woman who loves a meaningful conversation as do I. I spoke with Laura back on the 24th of April, so fairly early on in the lockdown. Laura gave me her view of life in West Virginia, USA, and shared her feelings on leadership, community, reflection, and why short bursts of creativity will help keep us all sane. Before we start the show, I have something for you if you identify as pod curious. It's perfect for you if you're an expert, consultant or business owner. Maybe you're wondering if podcasting is worth the effort, especially now, or perhaps you've tried podcasting in the past but have been disappointed with the results. In this free guide, Podstar, I'll share the exact seven steps we use to help publish over 2,000 podcasts each month. To get instant access, go to podcastnetworksolutions.com. Laura Prisk, welcome to Crisis Cast 2020. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Toby. I'm excited. Brilliant. So my first question is I ask everyone, since this pandemic has, has started, I'd love to know what your experience has been so far on a local level, where you are. You're, you're in the US, but the US seems to be having different experiences depending on state. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, so I'm currently living in West Virginia, which is pretty rural. If you drive through West Virginia, it's a lot of hills and trees and little cities here and there. And when I say little, where I live is maybe 30, 35,000 people. And we were kind of at the tail end of starting to see confirmed cases of covid I don't know if that's because we were testing much later than everybody else. So we're kind of behind the curve of where most of the states are. And I think the rural nature of the state and the smaller population is probably helping us. Okay, right. And so tell me about personally your experience. You're a coach, so I imagine you work a lot online anyway. But has there been... A difference like when suddenly you were put in lockdown are you in lockdown I don't even know are you in lockdown yeah so what so what happened there with your life what what routines changed what what's been going on at home well when I do one-on-one individual coaching I do work virtually quite a lot over Skype using free conference calls sometimes zoom you know whatever maybe just by phone So that's easy. And, but I also do a lot of in person training. And so just when this all hit, I was actually doing a series of workshops on critical thinking for the leadership of our local hospital through the local university. And so we had just gotten through half of that population 
when they decided to start shutting everything down and the hospital decided it needed to refocus all of its resources on being in the hospital and preparing for what was coming. And so it's kept me at home. It slowed down my work because most of the leaders I work with are so caught up in the crisis and I think so focused on feeling a need to be busy and productive that they're missing the opportunity and the need to actually step back with a strategic thinking partner and really spend some time thinking rather than just doing. Yeah, right. And your positioning as a coach is that you help people in that you are their strategic thinking partner. You're someone that they hire to help them think through things properly. Yes, that's one facet of the work. I do a lot of work around emotional intelligence, self-awareness, help people really see and understand who they are, how they approach their work, what their strengths are, what their styles are, so that they can be more effective leaders on purpose. Cool. So tell me then your thoughts as someone who's a deep thinker, as someone who's interested in having meaningful conversations and um, thinking a lot, not necessarily just doing stuff. As a human race, how are we going to get through this? And what does the other side look like? Well, how are we going to get through this? I think we need to give ourselves permission to relax, to rest, to offer ourselves and our, our friends, family, colleagues, community members, some grace, some compassion, One of the things to remember in a time like this is that when you go through any kind of change, it's similar to going through the stages of grief because change requires that we give something up to go on to something else. And so even when the change is amazing and wonderful, there's still some grieving to be done. And everybody goes through that process at different rates. Some people jump from step one to step four. Some people jump from one to two to three. Some people get stuck. Sometimes we go forward and move backwards. So it's not a a one size fits all kind of experience. And I think until we address and allow space for those fears to be acknowledged and then move through them, I think we stay stuck. On the other side of this, and, and I hope people really take this for how I'm saying it. I'm not excited for the devastation and the destruction and the illness and the loss of life that's going on. Not that at all. But I am really excited to see what emerges as all of this unfolds and we come through. Because I think it's an opportunity for us to hit a reset button of sorts to really reimagine who we want to be and the kind of world and life and relationships we want to create. I think it's going to be an opportunity for more collaboration, for more creativity, for more innovation, for new kinds of partnerships. I think the, the, mindset and the pace and the structures we were building, I think we're unsustainable and unhealthy in a lot of ways. So I'm excited to see something new and different emerge. Yeah, that sounds sounds 
similar to a, a lot of people I've been speaking with have been speaking about the, the grief, that it's a grief journey. And, and uh, it's good to hear your view on that and uh, slightly more in-depth insight. I wonder, um, as someone who's, uh, well, let's just edit that bit out. I wonder your your past experience of what a crisis looks like in your life in the past, have you been able to draw strength or have you, have you found anything in the past, in your past, could be business or personal, is, is helping you move through this really strange time? Hmm. Yeah, not, you know, no one specific incident comes to mind, but it just makes me think of, you know, this is a journey and everything we experience is preparing us in some way for something else later. I think the people who will move through this with a little more ease and a little less stress will be the people who routinely spend time reflecting on their experiences so that they can gain the wisdom to be had and understand how to apply what they've learned in previous crises can be applied now, maybe in a little bit different way, but to help them understand that this too shall pass. There's something to be learned here, maybe something to be released here, and something new to explore. So I think, you know, anyone who is on the planet who has gone through any kind of stress or crisis has developed a little more strength, a little more resilience, and maybe hopefully a little more patience that will help us all move through this. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Tell me, um, tell me about then your, your time. It, it sounds like you may have a little bit more time on your hands. I don't know if that's, if that's true or not. Um, is that true? Do you have more time on your hands at the moment? I do, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to assume that because a lot of this, a lot of this stuff in Facebook land particularly is like, oh, now you can learn that um, language you've always been in, meaning to do or read that book and stuff like that. So I want to ask that question, but I also want to, acknowledge the fact that people are actually busier now. Uh, I'm busier because I've got kids to homeschool. Some people are busier because they've got uh, logistic issues with parents or, and, and caring issues and stuff. So just because we're all locked at home doesn't necessarily mean um, we've got more time, time on our hands. But if you have, what's your, what are the things that you're doing that maybe you haven't been able to do because of busy life? Well, so yes, I do have a little more time on my hands because many of the leaders I've been working with are really focused on figuring out, you know, how do we get our business back up and running? How do we get this manufacturing restarted? What does that mean for our employees? And um, so I've been actually spending more time recording more episodes of my own podcast. I have given myself permission some days to literally just sit and watch the birds that fly around my backyard. I have finished a couple of creative projects I literally started years ago and set aside. I've been handwriting more cards and letters to people. And 
allowing myself to wake up when I'm ready to wake up, as opposed to always setting an alarm. It's been a little bit decadent. That sounds like my dream. But unfortunately, about, <laughs> about 5 a.m., I get a three-year-old jumping on me. So um, there you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's cool. That's, that's really cool. And the creative stuff, I think, is is important like i really miss i miss the music part of my life i miss um i miss that ability to just go out and create something with with people as as part of a part who of of who i am and when we get back you know when i'm able to go back and do that stuff that i'm going to value it so much more than perhaps i i have in the past cuz maybe i've taken it for granted it's just part of what i do right but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing feeling of excitement actually to know that at some point when this passes, I'll be able to go out and create with people in that way. Um, so there's a lot of gratitude. There's a lot of a feeling of gratitude um, that I have around that. Yes, and you know I would encourage people because there is so much pressure right now to oh you know you you're got these different time constraints and stuff and be more productive and learn this thing and do that. And it's really just a lot of pressure that I don't think we all need. I mean, if, if that's something that interests you feeds your spirit and you can move into it with the sense of ease, then by all means, absolutely. But if this is a time for you to just let go of some stuff and rest, do that. But the creative piece, I think, is so, so crucial to mental, emotional, spiritual health. Even if it's only like 15 minutes a day that you could sneak in something like that or feel like it's okay to give yourself permission to practice or do, I highly encourage you to do it because it's, it's healthier for you. It's healthier for the people around you. It will help you stay sane. And you get some practice in, you get a little play, you get a little creativity. It's good for the soul. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, so let's, let's uh, finish up with, with this question because people are where they are in the world, um, with very unique set of experiences. My question to you is, when you look around your cell, your, your life, your local environment, or maybe even online, what have you seen since the pandemic happened that has really impressed you, has, has perhaps even surprised you, actions others have taken or some innovative moves that other people have done? Have you seen anything like that? I think there is a lot of creativity emerging in this time. I think people are figuring out gaps in the market, if you will, things that need to be done where they can kind of fill a niche, serve a need, those kinds of things. But I also see, not from a business perspective, but a lot of people just really reaching out to each other, you know, and and jumping in to share some of their strengths, some of their tools, some of their things they can do, like all the people making masks. You know, or like in my neighborhood, we have a, a neighborhood Facebook group and we've been regularly checking on people. You know, how are you doing? Do you need anything? I'm going to the store. Do you need me to pick anything up? At one point, 
you know, we did the neighborhood walk and there were over 100 stuffed animals in people's windows. So the kids had stuff to look at like a scavenger hunt on a walk. I think people are expressing more humanity, more compassion, more generosity of spirit, more collaboration. And I think it also reveals the people who have other motives that aren't quite so kind. So it's it's been a very revealing time, but I think most of what I've seen has been really great stuff, good people. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. And when I did this initial launch, I interviewed I think like 12 people in the space of six days. It was a really intense way of getting this podcast started. And um, we have a very specific way of launching podcasts. And the way we launch podcasts is we always um, ask people to launch with 10 episodes. Now, they're not always interviews, but it's a, it's a, from a podcasting professional podcasting standpoint, it's the right thing to do. So of course, when, uh, when my partner Kate said, you know, you are launching with 10, I was like, oh God, that's going to be really tough. <laughs> so, so I kind of set, I, I set myself this thing, but so I did nine. I thought, right, I've got nine strong ones. And, and we're like, you need a 10. She's going, you've got to do a solo show. I'm like, I don't know what to say. So in the end, what I said was, uh, I just summarized quickly in, I think, a six-minute show what my takeaways were from these interviews, i.e. if you want to spend 30 minutes listening, 30, 40 minutes listening to each of these episodes before you do, just to give you an idea of the kind of things that I've taken away. So I, I did a, like a really short thing and it was six minutes. But my a really big takeaway for me was that people are good. Like, and I'm, I've been speaking to people, as you know, from, from the group that we're both in from all across the globe. And it's really nice to see what people are doing in a crisis because most people are decent people. And it's been a, I've always felt that. I think I've always been the kind of person who has said that anyway, but to actually hear all of this stuff from everywhere, people talking about their local communities, people talking about masks. And of course there's the occasional opportunist, but actually I, I think good is, there's more good than bad. Definitely. Yes. It's really helped me. It's one of the benefits I think of what we're going through, because I think like coming into money, coming into some kind of power leadership, going through crisis reveals who you really are at your heart. And I think it's giving us a super concentrated way to really refocus on what truly matters most and get immersed in that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, you've done a lot of thinking, you'll continue to do a lot of thinking. Is there anything specific because of the situations, the kinds of businesses you were working with? It's kind of similar, different, but similar in a way. I was working with businesses that just aren't in a position to do work at the moment. So part of my pivot, if you like, has been starting this show. What do you see yourself doing in your business differently because of this? Because you know you're going to have to wait. Well, you know, it's been interesting because as I've been building the podcast, most of the people I've had as guests have been, I think, pretty brilliant. And we've explored some really fascinating ideas. And I've told many of them, I would so love to just get a group of you in a room for a couple of days because I know the ideas that would come out, the conversations that would be had, 
the collaboration, the creativity would be exponentially huge. And so obviously right now I can't physically get them all in a room, but it's really kind of accelerated the process of thinking, how do I bring this community together to think together, to create together, to collaborate together? And so that's what I'm working on next. I don't know what it looks like yet, but it's coming. Yeah. And I think you and I both know someone that's going to help you with that. So that's really good. (laughs) That's really, really good. And it's, of course, Dave Gordon, and he's going to be doing an interview. So uh, watch out for that because I cannot wait for that. Um, Laura, thank you so much. Where can people find more about your work, what you do, how you do it? Well, for senior executives who are really struggling with the people piece of their puzzle at work, you can find me at ConsciousLeadershipPartners.com. And there's a free book there on conscious leadership. If you are at a different level of management or you're an individual looking for personal growth, self-awareness, leadership development, communication, that kind of stuff, you can find me at laurapresk.com. And my podcast is called Making Space for Conversations That Matter. Great. Thank you so much for coming on, Laura. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. This episode of Crisis Cast 2020 was produced by me in London and Kate Astrakhan in Michigan, with artwork by Ryan Field and sound design by Lee Turner. Crisis Cars 2020 is a production from Podcast Network Solutions, a full-service podcast production company who are ready to help you plan, record, produce, and promote your message with podcasting. To find out more and grab your copy of Podstar, if you're feeling pod-curious, visit us at podcastnetworksolutions.com. <laughs>